We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. Producer Cole, baby, in the building with us for this first time ever, even though it's the eighth anniversary or eighth annual Corner Podcast Award season. It's our first time we're breaking entertainment into its own show. So the first, the inaugural Entertainment Corner Podcast Awards going down right here today. Again, we're dropping MMA, boxing, pro wrestling awards as normal, but we decided to give you guys your own show for entertainment, so this is going to be really fun to see how this turns out. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hopefully, your holidays have been amazing and are going amazing. Keep that going into 2023. When we come back, tons of boxing to talk about. Tank Davis fight is up. We have Royal Rumble and WWE, MMA is two cards and right into a pay-per-view for the UFC. So don't worry, our combat sports is not lacking. But the entertainment aspects and covering everything that happened in the year is such a big part of the show. We had to give it its own special award show episodes. Dre, our other shows we started off with, all right, what was like your grade on everything? We're not doing that on this show. Not grading entertainment as a whole. Every year we talk about this, the list was re- released a little bit late. I guess because we had some late contenders. B. Dot, Brian Miller, my dog. We've known you. Uh, you guys go way back. He releases his album, rap albums of the year, every year. The list is always highly debated. <laughs> he releases them in order. He's becoming the Dave Meltzer of hip hop. He is. Because they, they value his opinion very tough. And it's like people get mad that it's not on his personal list, but whatever. Shout out to B. He Dr. always starts beef with some rapper or another. Yeah, Westside Gun was not happy. At all. <laughs> At all. And Gun's album's phenomenal. Yep. Stove got cooked. If they, if they recorded at the Tokyo Dome, they'd be okay. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to run down the list of what B. Dot has. And we'll just go where he missed, where he got right. For the record, I'm not mad at this list. Number one, Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. Two, Vince Staples, Ramona Park, Broke My Heart. Three, Pusha T, It's Almost Dry. Four, Joey Badass, 2000. Five, Freddie Gibbs, Soul Sold Separately. Six, J.I.D., Forever Story. Seven, Nas, King's Disease Three. 
Eight, Larry June, Spaceships on the Blade. Nine, Kodak Black, Back for Everything. Ten, Drake and 21 Savage, Her Loss. Uh, you know I don't agree with Kodak Black. It is what it is. Drake in, in uh, 21 Savage is not on my list. It's all right for number 10, but it's, it's close. So I, I, I did my list. I slew to B-Dot, did my own no-pass oh, list. Oh, shit. <laughs> so Kendrick Lamar is my album of the year. A lot of people are not going to be surprised by that. It's a challenging album. It's, there's nothing else like it out there. Easy number one for me. Two is not as King's Disease. I think it's the second best album this year because King's Disease is incredible, what he's done with Hit Boy. I think this was the best King's Disease so far. I, I agree. Uh, three for me is Saba Few Good Things. I, I titled it when it came out. I'm standing on it. Four is the idea of the Forever Story. Five, which B Dot did not have on his list, is Danger Mouse and Black Thought, Cheat Codes. Ooh. Was one of my favorite albums this year. I had to go back and I was like, yo, this is incredible. Uh, six, Freddie Gibbs, Soul Soul Separately. Seven, Vince Staples, Ramona Park, Broke My Heart. Eight, some might be surprised, but already, Ab Soul's Herbert album. I haven't even gotten to it, it yet. It is really fucking Good. I love all the interviews he's been putting out. There. His interviews he are incredible. Some but shit the, the music out. is reflective of that. Good. Very good album. Uh, nine, Conway the Machine, God Don't Make Mistakes, and 10, West Side Gun 10. People are going to be like, where's Pusha T? I didn't like Pusha T's album as much as everybody else. I still thought it was a really good album. I liked it. It just didn't make my top 10. Like, okay. Dad didn't make it. Black Star barely didn't make it. Buddy didn't make it. Um, and I'm missing somebody else. Can't remember who. Uh, you have two members of Griselda. You're missing one. Who? Benny's. Did he have an album this year? I believe so. No. no I got to check. I, I did think he, I heard it. Was Tana Talk this year? I think so. It was this year. Yeah. Tana Talk was this year. Holy fuck. Yeah. That didn't make it, and Corday barely made the cut. Didn't make the cut either. And you know, Corday was my shit this year. I, I, but I said at the beginning of the year, I was like, it's really hard because there's going to be some good music this year. And we got some really good music. Yeah. But, Tana Talk 4 this year. Wow. Yeah. Barely doesn't make the cut. Stove got Larry June, Spaceships was really good as well. Yeah. I just. I'm not a fan of Kodak Black. No, Kodak's not making nah, not maybe my, my top 20. That's okay. And I, yeah, I'm good. Um, Drake, 21 Savage at 10, I don't necessarily disagree with. I like your list a lot. The Saba album's cool, but you're just a really big Saba fan. I, just think, I think that. <laughs> so that's, I, it's a little high. Not for me. Um, and then I personally like the J.I.D. album more than the Vince Stables album. It's, I went back and listened to Vince Stables again yesterday. It'd be borderline top 10 to me. I, I like Corday a little bit more than the Vince Stables album, but I think they're very similar. Like, if you put them up against each other and the stories that they're telling, and they really paint a picture of, like, where they grew up, how they grew up, I think those are very similar. And I think King's Disease is phenomenal. That being number two, I can't argue with at all. Kendrick being number one, I, I think it has to be the number one album. Yeah, a lot of people are going to debate it because it's not something that people will run back and listen to again. So it's a challenging album. And I immediately made the comparison. It's a clockwork orange to me. Yeah. Where it's phenomenal. It's a classic. It's an all-timer. You can watch that shit once, like, every 10 years. Because it's not like it's going to ruin your life. That's and you, you can only listen to this Kendrick album, like, once every now and then, or you're going to lock yourself in a room shivering. Um, the reason, but for me, when you compare uh, the Vince Stables, what did you compare it to? Cordet. Similar album. I love Corday's album, but Vince Staples' When Sparks Fly is one of his best songs he's ever written. Yes. Like, I'm not mad at that. But the perspective of, you know, being like the gun, the way he handles that is very, very well done. But top 10 lists are very subjective, but I think a lot of people, we got a good year of music. Yeah. Some people are going to Gun's just, album is great. Yeah. That's Gun album by far. What's, like, listen, man, West, West Side Gun might not be your cup of tea as a rapper, which is strange. 
uh, because this album was very guest heavy, but I think every guest served its purpose. It's, it's a very, it's a very good album. And Stove God Cooks is my dude. <laughs> and I oh, love the Stove God album several years ago. So get Stove God on like six tracks. You got me. This man makes a... Uh, They're like a hip hop tag team. Yeah, well, Stove God makes like serving up coke. Like he's like the Gordon Ramsay of dope, dope boy rhymes, right? Like, it makes it very, sound very classy, but... Yeah. But he's yeah. still selling dope. He adds a little garnish. Yeah. On top of it. The salt. Uh, feel... I've, I feel very validated that uh, that like the two albums that I dug into the most were Dre's one and two. So I feel very validated by the fact that uh, Kendrick's on there, Nas is on there, and then and then I literally thought to myself, you know what's missing for this list is Danger Mouse and Black Thought, and then you brought that up. I so I feel that. super validated. I feel like I'm I'm, I, I'm getting my, the, the 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 tastes are akin. I'm getting there. So I will Cole, say this. Let's I will see. real Here's, quick, Cole. I will mention. Check out the Vince Staples album for you. Like yes. Um, someone who plays instruments, someone who can appreciate like live instrumentation and the sounds and how they mix and all that stuff. The Vince Staples album, that's, that is one thing that set that apart to me. Sonically, it is great. Yeah. It is beautiful. It's not done like a hip-hop album, per se. It, it kind of has that, like, that real jazzy, like, real instrumentation vibe to every beat. It's not just trying to be hard for the sake of being hard. Throw a yeah. bunch of shit in the MPC and just press buttons. Everything, everything you're saying is right up the alley. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to diving into that one. I will say now that like time has passed and you know we're past the point of album comes out and it's labeled instant classic, <laughs> with Kendrick's album being number one on the list. Where does it rank in the annals of Kendrick? Ooh, he got another one. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 hard. It depends on the mood that you're in. It's much like to pimp a butterfly, and my critique of that. Where it's not, the replay value on it is not very high, but it was done so well and it's so, it plays out. It's a mixture between Tapimpa Butterfly and Section 80, like the perfect mix, where Section 80, he lifts the curtain on his perspective of being hood, right? Like whatever that means at the time. Because he wasn't necessarily a gangbanger, but he could talk about, like, his perspective of being intellectual in the hood. He lifts that completely. And then to pimp a butterfly is the trials and tribulations, like, hardcore on that. This is in the middle. It's the internal battle. Both of those are exterior perceptions. This is completely internal. Yeah. So it's, it's so different. I think it is a classic. Yeah, I think so. It's just what type of cl- it. <laughs> It's a hard listen. Like, some movies are a hard watch, and that's okay. Like, there's just some shit, like, I don't want to see the rape scene in Pulp Fiction. Like, it fucks with me. Like, Pulp Fiction has, like, there's just certain things. American History X is an amazing movie. Curbstone. Yeah. Plenty of scenes in that I don't need to see more than, like, once every five years. Right. It fucks with me. So, like, it's that type of classic. I don't even know if I can rank it in his other films or his other albums. It's so different. It is. It's, it's, it's an album that targeted mental health in, the, in his life and the black community unlike any other album you've ever heard. And still, like, Die Hard is, like, one of my most listened to songs. Which I love Die Hard. Die Hard, Count Me Out, Mirror. Um, they, Sorry, I mean, the status. Huh? What is the... Oh, oh. He, He's there's just a, a lot of songs that are unlike songs created by anybody else. 
Father Time, Auntie Father Diaries. Father Time, that's the joint. Auntie Diaries, We Cry Together. We Cry Together is that song that you can like listen to a couple times, but you can't listen to it like in public. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, I can't listen to this around people that don't know what this is, right? It's like, what is this? Yeah. But yeah, I, I can't rank it. I just, I, it feels like Auntie Diaries is great, but I maintain if you take tracks one through nine, release it by itself, it's arguably a top five album of all time. <laughs> possible but I, yeah I, I i don't know where to rank it i, I think it's like a, a director it's like what's your favorite Tar- i'm a big tarantino guy yeah what's your favorite tarantino movie it could be pulp fiction it could be reservoir dogs it could be once upon a time in hollywood it could be kill bill i'm a big kill bill guy it yeah. could be jackie brown like but they're all very different and i think that's what kendrick has accomplished with his catalog definitely it's every there's one thing you say about kendrick every album is very different than the next album. Yeah. So it, it definitely gives you something different. The only thing that's missing is like a real trap album. Like Kendrick just comes out with nothing but future <laughs> yeah. beats. He don't have it in him. He doesn't have it in him. I don't think we're getting that. But uh, yeah, so that's the hip hop ones. But it's always good to just reminisce on the B-Dot list. And it gives us like a good reference point for these shows. Now, outside of his list, what was your favorite album of the year? What do you mean? I like, just you. personal favorite. Not the best. It's Kendrick's album. Was your favorite? Yes. No fucking way you go back and listen to that and I, be like, this is putting me in a great mood. No, I don't listen to music to put me in a great mood. <laughs> like, I listen to music to make me think. And Kendrick's album, like, <laughs> no. dude, like I said, I listen to Die Hard like a million times. I love Die Hard. Favorite album? Hmm? I would yeah. think the Saba album would be your favorite mm-hmm. album. You it, pull up your iTunes right now, what have you listened to most? Kendrick. Kendrick then Nas. Oh, you're a weirdo. All right, Cole. All genres. What is, what, is, All genres. What, what is your favorite album of the year? Dre also uh, watches horror movies for recreation. Yes. Like he sits there and just wants like yeah. brutal killing. Like what's not, wrong, not what's in October. Like all year long. Yeah, what's wrong with that? You're also a weirdo. You also like no this lights is, on your yes. crib. <laughs> this is also true. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the dark cave. Yes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I mean, my album of the year is. is is pretty easy because I want to say I manifested it into existence because it was a band that had not really like done anything for years. And then all of a sudden I kind of found them during the pandemic. And next thing you know, they come out with a new album and it's fucking awesome. It was a band called Porcupine Tree. And they're kind of, they're kind of like, they're kind of alt metal, kind of just alt rock, kind of a mixture of the two, kind of depending on what album you pick. But um, actually Dre, you, you probably, would have heard them. You've played the game Control, right? Yes. You, you oh, I, I know. I know exactly what you're talking. The song at the end credits. Yes. Is Porcupine Tree. Um, I remember that's how I actually discovered them because I heard that riff and I was like, "Wow, that sounds really good." And then I went down the the rabbit hole, and then the <laughs> pandemic happened, and I was like, "Man, this is awesome!" I just kept listening to them, and then next thing you know, they hadn't re- released an album in since like 2008, 2009, and they come out with one this year uh, called Closure Closure and Continuation. It's a really good, uh, really good rock album. It's like eight or nine tracks. Some of the tracks on there are just fucking killer. Uh, I really like it. And I, I just really like the, the way that those, those records sound. I think uh, that the front man, Steven Wilson, the way he, uh, his records don't sound like anybody else's. And I think that's what I, what I enjoy the most about, about them is just, they have a fullness and a heaviness to them that like, it isn't like fabricated in like this kind of like, we're going to shred metal, have this like super distorted <laughs> sound. Like it's a very clean sound, but it's a very heavy sound. And I really like Listen that. To so that that's my album of the year. <laughs> on the way home, Porcupine Tree. I'm throwing yes. on the album. Throwing on the latest album. Um, I couldn't decide, man. Mine was a, a tie. 
between and it's again just my favorite albums that I can listen to over and over. Not the best albums. It's King Disease up there and everything. But I would say my my two this year, one is Corday's album. I can play that over, over and over. And then the Jeezy album. <laughs> it's just fun. Like it just like I feel like it's 03 again. And it, it's weird. Like he hasn't had that sound in 12, 13 years. Yeah, it's been a while. So it was just like, you know what, man? Cool. Like, I, I welcome this sound. It sounds good. So um, those are two of my favorite albums of the year. With that being said, it is time for the Corner Festivus for the rest of us. A quick airing of grievances. What in entertainment? Tanya West. Let's <laughs> go go away. Like like I just want him to go. Like, why won't he leave me alone? We keep saying we're not gonna talk about him anymore. This is the most annoying thing in entertainment this year is his presence. They are releasing the first pair of Yeezys without his name called Yeezys on them this week. Uh, it's just, that, Would you buy them if they're not called Yeezys? No, they're ugly. No, there's like the Yeezy twos. I, I, Shit with the stripes. Yeah, okay. I still won't buy them. Okay. No. no. Just one. Fuck Kanye West. That that's the big, most annoying thing of this year. That is also a category. But we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Well, they, yeah, that's uh, both. Yes, my grievance is Blueface and his missing tooth girlfriend. I do not know her name. I just found out they have a a reality show on Zeus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Cole, if you do not subscribe to Zeus, please don't. One day I'll don't get give the subscription. You'll come to my crib when you're in Vegas, okay. <laughs> and I shall torture you. Uh, with the Zeus right. Marathon. But uh, yes, yeah, she is, has her own reality show, and she's also on a show called Baddies West, where uh, it's, it's like an all-black bad girls opposed, club where they just fight. As opposed to Baddies East. And they also have Baddies South, if oh, you're okay. keeping track. You got to stop with this reality show shit. <laughs> I draw really the line. Do. I don't watch Zeus. I watch one thing on Zeus, and that's uh, Chance, Real Chance that's, of Love. It's too much. One type dating much. show. It's, it's horrendous. You are keeping them afloat. Hey, you know what was on there? Nikita Lyons. So, Nikita came from Real Chance of Love on Zeus. Magakita. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> if you know, you know. So, she was on there first. We seen it first. Oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, that relationship is weird. I don't know why they keep getting pub. And they beat the shit out of each other every other week. Like, personally, I have daughters who are, like, teenagers, all this shit. And I don't want to be, like, the super old man in the world. But, like, it ain't cool to get beat on. It ain't cool to beat someone else up. It ain't cool to be missing a tooth. Yeah, where other people would be canceled, they are propelled because of this, and I don't get it. Yeah. As my grievance, Cole, what do you dislike? No, I, I, Dre already said it, and I don't need to say it more because we're going to have to mention his name one more time during one of these awards. So uh, I rest my, I yield the rest of my time. Feats of strength and yes. entertainment. Mm-hmm. Who grew the most in popularity? Who had the strongest year? Uh, see, those are two different things. But entertainment. The strongest year. Uh... Okay, let's do uh, who had the strongest year. To me, a lot that means growth. But who had the strongest year? In entertainment, it is either entertainment. Beyonce or Taylor Swift. Ooh. Taylor Swift broke Ticketmaster. But Beyonce... It's true. <laughs> like, like a, an individual breaking Ticketmaster is ridiculous. Beyonce came out of nowhere and dropped an album. Ain't did a video. Ain't did shit. You don't need to do videos when you got TikTok. No, I'm just... But I'm saying, like, Same. the woman hasn't promoted the album at all. Now, you haven't heard a word from Beyonce. Don't need it. Yeah. That's like... 
that brand continues to be like the strongest brand in music between her and Taylor Swift. So those are my, that's my one-two punch. If you're white, it's Taylor Swift. If you're black, it's Beyonce. If you're in the middle, just pick one. I am in the middle. And Taylor Swift had an incredible album, by the way. Yes, very good. Um, I'm in the middle, which means my Puerto Rican side is out. Oh, God. Bad Bunny. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot about Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny had the best worldwide tour, sold out everywhere, multiple nights. He did. (sighs) Un Verano Sin Ti album is incredible. Royal Rumble. (laughs) <laughs> Almost yeah. won the rumble. Yeah. It's a yeah, yeah. Come on. It's a combat sports. <laughs> Man oh, yeah. almost won the rumble. Bad Bunny, hands down, the best year. He gets my feats of strength. That tour, everything. Um, man, the song was everywhere this year. That shit was incredible. Bad Bunny to me gets the, the feats of strength. Puerto Rico stand up. What equals all day. Well, we'll we'll give. Uh, I I approve of anyone breaking Ticketmaster. So uh, let's go. Crazy. Let's go. T sizzle. Let's go. Oh let's God. get it's it. It's a Swifty. She broke <laughs> Ticketmaster. Yeah, that's insane. And I, keep, I mean, that's great. Oh my God! How do you do that? Like, it not only, but again, Taylor Swift had a great album. Like Lavender Haze is incredible. Maroon is incredible. I'm like, yo, as a singer songwriter. Like, she's still crazy young. That woman is remarkable. You can hate on Taylor Swift all you want. My daughter's still listening. She's probably listening to Shake It Out right now. I don't know how people could hate on Taylor Swift. Some people do, like Kanye. <laughs> but He's an idiot. Established. Taylor Swift, <laughs> Taylor Swift is incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Him hating on her is, like, the biggest cosign she can get. Yeah. That means she's on the right side of things. It's, it's, it's all good. But Taylor Swift, between Taylor Swift and Beyonce, because, like, the Cuff It Challenge, it just won't go away. Again, that's on TikTok. It won't go away. It's the best marketing tool you can have right now. You don't need a video. Yeah, it's crazy. You pay enough to get a viral sensation on TikTok My and you're God. good. Next category it's actually into the awards yes. on our podcast awards right. movie of the year and i haven't watched a ton of movies this year but i went through and i was like which ones are the best dre you go first because you are yeah, i've watched a lot movie of movies nerd. um so some people pick the batman it's not my pick no some people pick top gun maverick which i finally watched today not my pick my number one movie this year is everything everywhere at once if you haven't seen this fucking movie Go out of your fucking way to watch it as soon as you listen to this podcast. You think Marvel does the multiverse well? Yep. Everything Everywhere at Once blows that shit out of the fucking water. I've never seen a movie like this in my life. And shout out to A24 continues to put out movies that nobody else will do. It is the, one of the most fantastic films I've seen in like recent memory. And I love action flicks, but the story, the narrative, the acting... It's everything, everywhere at once. It's my film of the year. That was my film of the year, too. That shit is incredible. It was great. Oh. I came into this town riding on this horse, and God damn it, we're going to ride out on it. That is absolutely <laughs> movie of the year. Holy I, I like, was in awe. I was, like, I was just, I stood, I just sat there. I was just like, what did I just, what did I just watch? Insane. It's unbelievable. And, like, when you think about it, like, 
what's crazy about that movie is it goes in so many different directions and obviously like multiverse and all that stuff, but it's really not like a big movie. No. Like there's there's only like you can count how many actors are in the movie on two yeah. hands. <laughs> there's only like three or four sets, right? And like like predominantly, and there's like one or two like kind of like multiverse ones. Like it's really kind of a small movie, but they do so much with it and they cover so much ground and, and they hit all the emotional beats. Um, everybody who's in that movie fucking kicks ass. Yep. Um, the, I just like everyone delivers a, an amazing performance. It, it's, it's, it's one of the best movies I've, I've, I've seen in a long time. Like it's the closest it feeling, closest feeling I had to the matrix one. I mean, yeah, it's, and then plus, on top of all this, if you're like an 80s baby, and the moment you see dad is in the fucking movie from the Goonies, <laughs> I lost yes. my shit. Like that, and then dad being incredible. Yep. Like, yo, this, this movie is, it's surreal. And I don't know how, I, I don't know how many Oscars it's nominated for. It's nominated for a few. Not enough. Shit, win them all. But it's not, not, it's not, not nominated enough. for Best Picture. But it, it's, it, man, stupid, stupid good movie. That's Look. a joke. And that is a complete joke. It it's is. one of the best movies Ever. I will say there, uh, as far as A24 goes, they also have uh, my favorite movie trailer of the year because I do love movie trailers, and it's X. Oh, yes. Um, be- because the- their use of Fog Hat in oh, that my God. is so goddamn good. Yes. Just go watch the trailer for X. Yes. It's so fucking good. And I still have to see X. I still want to watch that. And then the prequel that they also filmed, like on set, they yes. filmed the prequel on set of that movie. Pearl. And so, like, two- and so Pearl came out too. So I need to see those. And I still need to see Nope. I have not seen Nope yet. I'm very mad at myself that I haven't seen I haven't nope seen Nope. Because I love all the Jordan Peele movies. Yeah. X is um, with Kid Cudi, right? nope. Kid Cudi's in X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid yeah, Cudi's yeah. a male porn star porn in X. Star next. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> yes. X is great. Yeah, X is yeah. great. Smile was also The, the cast is like wild. It it's is. It's just like, like it all is. people from like all, all walks of life where you've like, I've seen this person once here yeah. before. Why, yeah. why are they here? But yeah, the way uh, it's but filmed. But their use of fog hat. Yes. Fucking that's the inner nerd in Cole right there. Mm, <laughs> Gotta love, love it. it. The production value. Mm. Uh, worst movie of the year. I don't think I sat around and watched bad movies. Really? Mm. I watched one two nights ago. You must be talking about Black Adam. What do you got? Black Adam is my worst movie of the year. <laughs> I, I haven't it a, watched it yet, so I don't know. You might not want to waste your time. I'm going to waste my time. I said the same. <laughs> when everyone told me, like, ah, like no, I'm going to waste my time. It's The Rock. Like, it's, I like all comic book movies. This one was bad. Like, I was looking like, is this purposely bad? Like, are you trolling me? Like, is this supposed to be hokey and, like, weird? Like, and not in a good Shazam way. Right. In, like, a very cheesy way. I I don't know, man. I mean, DCU canning everyone and starting over. Hey, it, it is needed. Like, James Gunn. Yeah, I don't have a worse. You sit down, watch that shit, be like, nah, we out of here. I don't have a worse movie because I just don't have the time. If it's bad, it's like it's out of here. I'll usually see a, a movie through to the end, but I haven't watched Black Adam. Like, I'm trying to think if there's a movie I was really disappointed by, and I can't think of one. And I feel like it's going to be Black Adam when I finally watch it. Oh, it is. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily have a, a, a worse movie of the year, but I will say some, uh, something that annoys me um, is whenever James Cameron talks about Avatar. Uh, it annoys the <laughs> shit out of me. Oh, my God. I haven't watched he Avatar. He talks about, but here's the thing, like, Av- Avatar does not do it for me. Avatar does not do it for me at all. And this is not to discredit any of the actors that are in there. People are given performances and all. But James Cameron talks about this thing like it's like 
like it's the greatest thing that like anyone has ever come up with and like no one can do them except him it's the most pretentious bullshit i've ever heard in my entire life it's just ridiculous and it's just like it dude chill the fuck out it, it, it's it's like it's got impressive visual effects don't get me wrong sure but like it doesn't that doesn't that's not all that a movie is no. like you gotta hit you gotta hit me like hit me here like make me think like come on like let's let's figure it yeah, out so, it's, it's I don't pocahontas with really cool blue people that's yeah, what avatar I, is like I, i've seen that exact movie before i didn't get the, the hype and, and understand how it looked back then now it's like bro i've seen endgame like what what, what are you yeah. gonna do I've, I've seen every comic book su- superstar on the screen at once like what are you wowing me with a flying dragonfly fuck yeah. out of here like before, so no. before 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 we move off of movies though i do want to say um uh, to, to shout out to the last category for best movie uh the weird out movie is fantastic also, i haven't watched it yet so oh it's in my i haven't case. seen it it's super. It's it, it. It is Weird Al's brand of comedy, one hundred percent. And you know, my still, boy is Daniel still Radcliffe. Still does it for me. Yeah. Oh, yes. he does great. He's he's awesome. So, so I, I haven't watched it yet, Cole. But do they do they go in depth about the making of UHF at all? They, UHF. I don't. So here's the thing: is it's it's a par. It is a parody of right. of documentary. So like everything is like so like Absolutely. the directions it goes in. I can't tell you what directions because it, it's just it's it'll. It makes no fucking nope. sense, but it's great. So no, there were there weren't enough UHF references. I love that. UHF is oh, a goddamn classic. Fucking, classic. fucking love UHF. <laughs> stupid movie, but it's stupidly incredible. And a, and a great theme song too. That's one. That's <laughs> one of his best original songs. So good. Yes. And then uh, I had to break this off. Best superhero movie of the year. I mean, there wasn't a lot of good superhero movies this year. Or excuse me, superhero moment. I did moment. Uh, I mean, I don't want to give up any spoilers, but it's Black Panthers, Wakanda Forever. Like that one, that's like the movie and that's like the moment because, yeah, I don't want to give any spoilers. It happened like a month ago. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to give any spoilers. All right. Mine is Loki season finale. I thought, was, I thought it was last year. Loki season finale was last year, I wasn't it? Loki was this year. It was like Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk. All that was this year. Oh, both. So Loki was last year? I'm pretty sure like the Jonathan Majors reveal was last year. Oh, shit. Well, I'll be. I thought that was this year. And Jonathan Majors was absolutely incredible in Loki, and I Phenomenal. cannot wait to see him. Like, first of all, if you've never seen Jonathan Majors act, one, he's gotten incredibly big for Creed Three. Yes, he looks absurdly. He's in big. something else outside of Creed, where he's also yeah. big as fuck, like yeah. a bodybuilder movie. Yeah, but uh, if you haven't seen the Jonathan Majors movie, it's another shout out to A twenty one, A twenty four, Last White Man in San Francisco. Watch that like tonight if you haven't seen that movie. Fucking incredible. He's great in that, but. Yeah, I think the Loki, I'm pretty sure Loki ended last year. Oh, damn. So then Black Panther gets. Yeah, okay. Superheroes, Cole, you have a superhero movie or a moment? Uh, I, I would say I would say just even a precursor to Black Panther coming out. I mean, when that trailer came oh, out. Oh, my it was God. Like, yes. Oh. It was, you want to talk about perfect movie trailers? Yes. There you go. Yes. There it is. Okay, so me and Cole have this in common. Trailer damn near made me cry. I obsess over movie trailers. My wife hates me for it because I'll spend like three hours watching movie trailers. Oh, because I love that. I'm big on the music that is used, how it's used, yep. the clips that are used, how they're used, and how it makes me feel about seeing the movie. That initial Wakanda Forever T, like it hit me in all of the all feels. white, the dancing, the drums. The, the, the way the music transitions into We Gonna Be Alright, like the way yeah. that, yeah, that might be the greatest superhero <laughs> moment like bar none. It's better that, than yeah. any of the movies. Yes. Yeah. Like, that should make you cry. That like, was I, stupid. Oh my God. Trailer. Yes. Cole, I think, yeah, you won that one. 
Yeah, that trailer went. was fucking we were phenomenal. The movie was great. great. I, me- I remember being in the phenomenal. studio when that when that came out. We were all just like watching it, being like, "Wow, that was fucking." Yeah, that was incredible. It's like this. Uh, this one I think is unanimous. Most annoying person of the year. Come on, man! I don't want to say his name again. <laughs> yes. Fuck that. Yeah, guy. We, you know you know who. And then uh, going television show of the year. All right, so I watched a lot of TV. So I'll let you guys go first before I before I give my big rundown on television. I will go, and I truth be told, I'm catching up on the series. But it's a cheat because I'm not even sure if I'm to this season that came out this year. You must be talking about Atlanta. No, oh. my, my wife's watching Atlanta. Atlanta's phenomenal. It's cool. I, I got to go back and watch it. I didn't pay enough attention to like the previous season when they started going like overseas and then like warping in different stories. I need to watch that more to get this final season. Abbott Elementary. Oh, it's so fucking good. It is. I'm mad so I didn't catch good. it from when it dropped. Oh my god! Catching up. You talk about That's a perfect funny TV show. As fuck. Quinta Brunson has come essentially out of nowhere. Yeah, it's the Black Office. Yes, it's, but she. It's so good. It has so much heart. And um, oh my god, what's his name? Everybody hates Chris. What's his name? Yeah, everybody hates Chris. Yo, oh when god. he. He's Jim. The way he's he looks black. at the camera. Jim, when he looks at the camera. Yes. Yo, Abbott Elementary, God. like this, like I finally finished this season. I was just doing a lot of catch up. And I was like, I haven't seen a TV show on network television that yeah. has this much heart and is this funny and is this well done. And I'm like, damn, we never really did a show that like it kind of indicted the public school system. Yep. But it, it deals with teachers and what they go through. And Quinta Brunson is just, she's amazing. So, again, I, I hire. I hold The Office in very high esteem. Oh, it's one of my favorites of all time. It's like The Office. It's a new, like The, the Office brought corporate America and the clown show and the sarcasm and everything, and it was so well done. And even the way it's filmed, it brought a lens into like that, that stupid corporate rat yeah. race. And this does it for public school it's, in that similar vein where you still do get heart and everything from it. Like uh, Office, we had Jim and Pam, and people fell in love with Jim and Pam. And everything. So it like grounded the show. Abbott Elementary is like the same. And the principal in Abbott Elementary oh, Ava? is one oh, of the greatest God. characters. <laughs> Fam, the reason I went and watched it is because I saw the gif of her falling out of the chair. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just like, somebody get me a chair just to sit and fall out. Oh, my God. That shit is so fun. Season finale, no spoiler if you haven't seen the season finale. It was like, she sees something happen that she doesn't, doesn't expect to happen. And she was like, oh, my God. She's like, bartender, order me a drink so I can spit it out. <laughs> She orders a drink. She drinks and she spits it out. It's like it's like a too many reactions to something that she just saw. Ava is the Michael Scott of Yo. Albert Elementary, but the real queen of Albert Elementary, Shirley Ralph. Oh, she's spectacular! Like this show again. The entire cast and crew. But yeah. that's that's my television show. Right. That I, there's and no. I'm argue. not even on this season. It, it's incredible. Yeah. Go ahead, Cole. You have you have something? That's all. That's all the validation I need to to watch Abbott Elementary because anytime <laughs> I've seen the clips, I've literally fallen out of my chair laughing. Cole, it's, it's the office. It's so what clever. I need oh I need to, I need to go watch it. it honestly, like it even looks cl- closer resembles Arrested Development even more than the office. It does, so, yeah. like at least to me, which uh, that's one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, once again, TV. I just I I don't end up getting the time to ca- to like catch up on it, but I do have a show of like. I need to absolutely watch this, and and I and it came out this year. I need to watch Severance. Really, really, really. Mm, bad. I've heard incredible things that. about it. Yeah. Very good. I, I haven't finished it. it. Um. All right. So I watched a lot of TV this year. I think my wife is watching your pick right now. All right. So some movies that come to mind immediately. Uh, TV shows. We own the night on Showtime with John Berthold. Fucking incredible. 
based on a true story. Go out of your way. It's a limited series. I think it's like six episodes. Uh, Abbott Elementary. If you haven't watched Vet Reservation Dogs, do that now. Reservation Dogs is another show about Native Americans uh, living in a, in a basically a, a small place. I believe it's like Colorado, I think. And, uh, but it, it's fantastic. It's funny. Reservation Dogs. Yellow Jackets on Showtime. You have to watch Yellow Jackets. Season two is starting next year. That's great. Uh, Peacemaker. Peacemaker is always good. Really fucking good. That's on my list. Uh, this is us. We finally ended after all these years. It's too sad. It's it's just it's one of the best shows I've ever seen on TV in terms of heart. Then I'm gonna get into my. I have one pick uh, that right when we were doing this, it was my number one. But I might have a new number one already. The Bear. If you have not seen The Bear, about this. Oh my God! I believe it's the not the cocaine bear. No, 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 no. no. Okay. About a restaurant. Okay. <laughs> it has a lip from um, Shameless in it. This is the lead. Why can't I remember Lip's real name? The bear is so good. It's only 30 minute episodes. I believe it's like 10 episodes. It's about a restaurant. On its face, you'll be like, why should I watch this? Watch the show. It should win a bunch of Emmys. It's, it's really good. But while we were doing this, I've started watching Fleischman is in Trouble. My wife is watching that right now. Fleischman is in Trouble. If they stick the landing, which I completely expect them to. Jesse Eisen is in it. Um, uh, it's, it's, I just watched, like the seventh episode just came out last night. And this is not recency bias. This might be one of the single greatest episodes of television I've ever watched that has ever dealt with mental health and depression. Claire Duns, who was in Homeland, is in the series as Rachel. The, the premise... For those who don't know, because like Fleischman is in trouble, is not like a widely known show. Like I tweeted it in there, like, what are you it's talking on about? Apple, right? No, it's on uh, it's on Hulu, it's on FX. Oh, that's FX, right. who makes like the best shows. Yep. The only other person who watches this that I know is Biggie, and oh, we we my take, wife watches it religiously. We mean he take notes. I was up at three in the morning to watch this episode. <laughs> you watched it this morning. The the premise of the show is Jesse Eisenberg's character Toby, his wife basically they have a divorce and he's supposed to. Uh, they, you know, they have their kids, and his wife just disappears. And it, she just vanishes. She doesn't pick up the kids, and he's, like, spiraling. He's a doctor, and he's trying to figure out what to do with his kids and what happened to his wife. That's the premise of the show. This show goes in direction. It's about divorce. It's about being single in, like, your 30s and 40s, like being in a long-term relationship and then ending up on dating apps. It's about – there's so many things, but it drifts into, like, mental health and – Claire Dunn's is Rachel, his wife, is if, she, if for episode seven, if she does not win an Emmy, and I'm not, I'm not being facetious, it is a fucking crime. I've never seen a single individual capture the emotion of depression and dealing with, I mean, I, I can't, I don't want to spoil it, but it, it's so unbelievable. Like, I was in awe watching this show this morning. I was like, I had to wake up because I needed to see the episode. If you watch episode six, if you're watching, you'll know why you have to watch episode seven. And it, why I was like, I was salivating for this episode. And I was like, how good can this possibly be? And I'm up at five in the morning. I'm texting E and I'm like, have you watched this shit yet? And he watches it. And he, he t- he's taking notes <laughs> because we study television and how it makes you feel emotionally. And I was just like, yo, this Fleischman is in trouble may end up being the best show this year. It 
It is so good. But if you haven't watched The Bear, go watch, watch the, bear. the fucking Bear. It is so good. Oh, now I got to binge Fleischman so I can watch the finale with my wife. And, and Atlanta, I have to say this about Atlanta. It's, it's like my top three show. Between that and The Bear was my one and two because Atlanta had two seasons this year. Yep. And season three, a lot of people thought was weird, but it makes sense the way that they... I've never seen a show handle black issues without saying it's black the way that Atlanta does. But one of my favorite episodes this year... Have you watched season four yet? The final season at all? No, I watched three. There is an episode. The episode with fucking... Uh, the Jamaicans is like my favorite. Okay. Jamaican babies. There is an episode, and anybody knows this know what I'm talking about. That's a that's ends up being about spite and therapy. If if you, if you know it and you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is one of the best and most hilarious shows. That and the episode about being light skinned That's the title of it. Is light skinned Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> black families are put front and center without necessarily saying this like black family stuff. And as soon as you watch that episode, you go, oh, I, I, my family's in this. Yeah. Everybody's family's in this episode, but yes, that, that was my. Long, I've watched a lot of TV this year. Fleischman is in trouble. It's not over yet, but if you have not watched this show, go out of your way to watch that and everything and everywhere at once immediately. Last episode. Now I got tons of shit to watch. It's good. We got three weeks off of the pod. Yeah. I'm gonna binge everything. Last category, near and dear to all of our hearts, video game of the year. For 2023, save the best for last. Cole, you going to say Elden Ring? It better not be Elden Ring. I I, I have thoughts. Let's uh, why don't <laughs> yes. you guys go video and, game, and then I will I will I will give my thoughts. But Cole is going to back clean up video game of the year. Mm. Last category. You guys have a ton to choose from. After I went through, and I play a lot of sports games, play Call of Duty, blah blah. I need a video game more depth. As much as I'm enjoying Pokemon now, because I just got a Switch. And that is phenomenal. And looking at, and going through everything that came out and God of War, it's cool. I haven't gotten through it, but I copped it. Looks great. Ragnarok's dope. Horizon Forbidden West. It's a great game. Probably a game of the year to me. It's a great game. Story, look, the way it, it plays. Amazing game. I, so many different terrains in the world. It's like the world breathes. Horizon Forbidden West. Game of the year. I'll, I'll let Cole let go last. Um, Horizon Forbidden West was great. Cult of the Lamb was very sneaky on this list because it's a phenomenal game that is a very silly premise with like lambs and cults. And, <laughs> but it's, it's fucking great. It's on the like, Switch? Yes. Okay. Um, another sneaky good game is Mario vs. Rabbits, the new one. Yep. I love me an XCOM game type of game. That's, that's close on my list. Uh, I haven't finished Ragnarok yet. I feel like I'm getting close, and it feels like they're going to stick this landing, and that's my game of the year. Elden Ring is just too frustrating for me, and it's really hard because I, I, I finished video games. I'm just going like seafood show. I'm going, oh, I love seafood, though, and I finished it. But um, <laughs> Were you 18 million years old? Uh, I was 69. Oh, um, but... My, my only problem with Elden Ring is that I have kids and I don't have time to get mad. <laughs> like, an Elden Ring just be very mad. But it's gorgeous. It's difficult. It's challenging. And I just, I need my kid to grow up so I can get through this fucking game. Um, 
but God of War right now is my game. A, a sneaky, okay. If you haven't yet, if you have Xbox Game Pass, you haven't played High on Life yet, you're fucking up. High on Life is made by the creators of Rick and Morty, and it's just absurd humor in a first-person shooter. It's, it's gross. It talks about masturbation a lot, a lot of jerking-off jokes. It's like very, the old South Park game? Yes. It is, it's a South Park game. It's an FPS. And it's just, like, I'm playing through it right now. It came out, like, last week. It is great. But God of War is just the father-son narrative and the action and how good it feels to boomerang that fucking axe back into your hand and how it feels on your DualSense controller. Yeah, it's going to be God of War for me, guys. I also like Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I'm a big, big Borderlands guy, too. But, yeah, God of War. Cole. God, God of War is really good. God of War, um, God of War Ragnarok. I think my my issue with with that game and why it's not my game of the year of the year is it ta- it takes us. There's a lot of like meat in the middle that it, there's definitely kind of a lot of like meandering and like the story. Like some characters kind of start to like are going kind of at different speeds where like all of a sudden they'll just kind of make a character change that I'm kind of not ready for kind of over like based over conversations. So like the pacing of it is a little weird. Um, I won't, I won't spoil the ending for you, Dre. Um, I won't say anything. I, 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 okay. Is that, is that good? God God of War Ragnarok is very good. So, um, Elden, Elden Ring. Let's talk about Elden Ring. Elden Ring. (laughs) Talk about Elden Ring. Elden Ring, let me put it this way. It's definitely the most frustrated I've been with a FromSoft game because I feel like, um, especially early on, and, and hopefully this will get fixed as as the game, obviously, like it's a game that's always being updated. Um, but when it came out, and especially those first early months, like there were definitely specific kind of builds you had to have in order to really kind of feel like success in those games where I feel like, Bloodborne was a little bit more accessible where it was just like kind of get good at the mechanic and then you can kind of figure out what weapon style you want to play. Um, same thing with like Dark Souls where it was like you can kind of beat it a couple of certain like it's like certain ways, but like overall you're trying to just get better at the mechanic. Elden Ring very much felt like I could get good at the dodging mechanic and I could get good at the mechanics of the game. But like if I was if I had a specific weapon build, like I was kind of fucked. Um, that said, Elden Ring has the most interesting world out of all of Romsoft games. All of the lore around that is so goddamn cool. The boss fights and some of the moments in those boss fights are easily the best in that entire series of games. Um, so it, it's one of those, it's like, it's a world that I want to go back to and revisit more so than I probably, I haven't felt that way since the original Dark Souls, where that was more about level design and how everything was just a full circle. That was the coolest thing about that original Dark Souls game. All that's to say, my game of the year is Neon White. Neon uh, White. Yes, very good game. <laughs> Neon White, um, it's basically like a, uh, it's kind of like a runner, um, but it's a very spe- specific kind of like you're trying to complete these stages in a certain amount of time to get medals, but like the mechanics of it and the way that it feels, I don't know how to describe it. It's unlike anything I've played. And I'm very much a fan of like, um, anything that's like got a got a kind of surreal nature to it and has a sweet fucking soundtrack. Yeah. So I think of like Killer Sevens. I, I think of the Ooh, Suda 51 games. I think, I think yes. of Killer Seven. I think of No More Heroes. I think of like soundtracks like that. I think of soundtracks like Hotline Miami. When I 
the soundtrack to Neon White is so fucking on point for what the game is trying to do that it's one of those like when a soundtrack and a game work together like Doom I think like the Doom and the Doom soundtrack with the the crunching guitars and you're just like you're in it you're in it to win it you're like put headphones on I'm totally into this game Neon White was doing that to me I 100% of that game I have to give it to Neon White also because Neon White truly came out of nowhere and it was just like I think it was uh, it was like the fake E3 or whatever it was this summer and it was like they put the trailer out for it and I was like, whoa, this game has such a cool style. Oh my God, that's Spike from Cowboy Bebop. That's awesome. Wow, this music sounds pretty good. Uh, cards? Runner? What is this kind of... This kind of seems weird. I'll check it out. Was blown away. Absolutely blown away. What they accomplished with that game is so unique that I love Elden Ring. I love it. It was great. But I have to give it to Neon White. Oh. Neon White blew blew me out, uh, out of my shoes. It was great. I just got to add one thing. The games that came out of nowhere and blindsided me and I can't stop playing it. If anybody's played Vampire Survivors. Oh, yes. Like that's a you on Big E. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, man. So I looked at Vampire Survivors. It looks like an 8-bit piece of shit. When you look at it, you're like, what the fuck is this? Why are people playing this? And I downloaded it because it was on Game Pass. I played like twice and I was like, oh my God, I can't stop playing this fucking game. It is a simple premise. You pick a character. You run around, you kill shit, but you there's no button pushing. You just move your guy around. And whatever power-ups you pick up, they just start working automatically. Very simple premise. It's a bullet storm game, basically. And then just there's more enemies that crowd your field, and it just turns into like a fucking circus of like eight big things getting destroyed. But it's one of those games where you play it and you're like, I- I can I can get another game in. Because you gotta it's 30 minutes to like fit, finish a level. You gotta survive for 30 minutes. And I've died at like 29.58 and lost my <laughs> shit. But this game, it looks, it, you look at it, if, if you're listening to this podcast and, you, and you're like listening to God of War and fucking Elden Ring and then I say Vampire Survivors and you go and Google this shit, like get the fuck out of here. Like what is this? This game is so ridiculously fun for no, it's, it's the cheapest game ever made. Like I could have made this shit, but it is, came out of nowhere and I can't, I'm going to go home and play it now. It's per- perfect. It's perfect mechanics. You want to talk about accessibility in gaming? Yes. Have your gaming have one control, and it's it. called move. Move. That's it. All you gotta do is move. That's All it. All you gotta do is move, and 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 everything kind of takes care of itself, and you get the upgrades. It's a it's a terrific premise. You want to talk about like get like literally get like getting on the floor to go get gamers of like li- like literally this is the easiest game to play. All you gotta do is move. Like anyone can pick it up, and anyone can have a good time. Vampire Survivors definitely deserves a shout I out. I know what I'm downloading for my son Download when he gets into town tonight. That and high, get both that and High Life. But the thing about Vampire Survivors is this. And this is where I'll My son it. is not playing in High Life. <laughs> oh, you know, he should not. There's, there's just too much crass. <laughs> it's a lot of, just, it's a lot of Justin Roiland. Yeah, let's, let's yeah, put yeah it a lot of Justin Roiland. I like, I, I like Rick and Morty, but that's a lot of Justin <laughs> Roiland. It's heavy. Uh, but the thing about Vampire Survivors is while it sounds so simple and you should move, you got to make decisions on what power-ups to get. And it's like, your decision will dictate everything. And it's like, should I pick this fucking Bible that circles me? Or should I pick this, 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 this book of mana that like expands and goes wide and you can power up the power-ups? You got to make decisions and you'll eventually cap out. Yo, I get sunk in that game and just 30 minutes go by and my son's sleeping in my arms and shit and I'm like, I got to play another one. I got to finish this level. <laughs> it's like, not time to put him in. It just doesn't stop. When in doubt, when in doubt, get garlic. No. <laughs> No. When in doubt, get garlic. No, yeah. no, no, no. When in doubt, yeah. what what is the uh 
the shit that lands and spreads and, and you just walk the enemy. It's the biggest like shield in the oh, game. Oh, 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 the, 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 what is it? Um, I know the damage you, zone. Yes. Um, the, the Santa something. Power I, that yeah. shit up. That's how I finish every level. I haven't actually done a round like that. Yo, gas that sh- gas that shit up with the whip in the Bible. <laughs> I, I People promise. listening are just like they're like, what whips. is he talking about? Whip by, Bibles, whip there's by garlic. garlic. Yeah, <laughs> yes, whip have... by and get some spinach to power up, bruh. Yo, Ooh. Popeye, it's, it's, it's so. It's, co- I I gotta see this game. You'll see it. And you you're gonna be mad. All you gotta you do is move. move. He's, yeah, gonna, he's gonna go download and be like, "This is fucking game of the year, dog." Yeah, I'm telling you, it's so wild shit. It's just very basic, and it's like it's it's very two dimensional characters that they don't really even move. It's like I'm gonna get it on my Xbox like one. So like I can have it on a side TV, so it doesn't dominate my entire like normal TV. I'll just play it as I like watch it's, Thursday it's, night football. Well, you got to pay attention. There's a lot of fucking chaos on that screen. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be interesting. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed checking out this episode of the Corner Podcast Awards Entertainment. Its own award show this year. We appreciate you all. Check out the rest of our awards: MMA, boxing, pro wrestling, for three weeks, giving you nothing but award shows. Then we are back to start off the year. Nice and fresh in 2023. In that second week, uh, previewing tanks, boxing match, a lot of stuff going down, pro wrestling the week after with MMA. So we're getting right back on board to enter 2023. In the meantime, though, we appreciate you all. Follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Check out our YouTube page as well, the Corner Podcast. Myself, the old man Andres Hale, producer Cole, Bay Bay. You guys have an incredible holiday season. Stay safe, get plenty of gifts, eat good food, be ready for 2023. Should be even better than 2022. Going nine years deep in the corner podcast. It is going to be fun. Till next time, we're out. Peace. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.